Hello and welcome to Meet the Parents, a podcast where we discuss the good, the bad and the funny about parenting and beyond, not just for parents. Um, I was just thinking there, you have a son who's turning 20 and you were turning 20 when you were expecting your son. Imagine if this podcast had to be changing its name to Meet the Grandparents. Uh, <laughs> it would be one episode long. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't. And we, it would be gone. Yeah. This is, if this goes out... In, it's like, um, it'll be out in November in order this will be stage. our last podcast with me in my 30s oh so to the listener you're 40 tomorrow tomorrow aren't you yeah how long have you been waiting to say uh, that since we started since the podcast? we started recording there yeah just came into my head yeah uh, any so dreams and ambitions for your 40th year the quiet life not gonna happen early, find a new ambition early retirement start to wane off work Stress, anxiety. You're dying to retire. Dying. I started work when I was 11. So did we all. No, you didn't. I was selling GAA tickets, right? Around the doors. That's different for the raffle. (laughs) Take away the FFLE. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they had a wee dash. So this raffle word spelled funny. Do you know what? A good money making scheme for kids nowadays. Print off a page and just go around the doors asking for a pound for sponsors. Nobody checks. Nobody looks into it. I'm sure they all are doing that. If they were not, if they weren't, they're doing it now. Definitely do it. Definitely do it. Call it ours. I'll give you two pounds. Uh, no, it's you won't. You'd be like, turn off the lights. <laughs> I remember my man dad tell, famously tell this story about whenever I was away and like, do you make the Mormons come to your door? And like, they knock on your door and some people like hide because they don't have to go out and like have a discussion about a faith that they're not going to join. And my man asks, they like, remember when I was shouting around the house going, Mommy, Daddy, hide! It's the Germans! And I was down <laughs> behind the sofa. <laughs> it was. They were German Mormons. German Mormons. Yeah. Um, One thing you did I would love to make a segment out of is mad shit that you say. And there's something you said last week that I would love to get the lads kind of verdict on if 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 you're mad or if I'm mad. Right. So our daughter was eating pineapple, right? And you said, don't eat too much. You'll burn your tongue. Yeah. I'm, is she mad or am I mad? Pineapple is acidic. I'll do the wee, the wee madometer here. <laughs> Pineapple's acidic. So it's going to burn your tongue if you eat too much of it. Anyone? Do you not think? No. Have you ever? They're they're looking on in astonishment. Right, I'm telling you now. You right. I'll do a bit of googling. Have you ever ate more? See that your pro- your problem is Sean. You haven't ate too much pineapple before. Have you? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I've ever consumed pineapple <laughs> in my time. You're forgetting I was a student and I'd done some mad shit. Right. So pineapple. I'm going to Google it. Right. Google. Burns tongue. Right. Obviously, I'm not putting on the code words that I need. How does this, there we go. The reason your tongue becomes irritated when eating the tropical fruit is because of its pesky enzyme called bromelain. What this enzyme does is essentially digest the protein on your tongue as you eat. So you get a tingling sensation. It's not burning, but your your tongue tingles. So something's digesting your tongue. As you're consuming As you're eating it. That enzyme from the pineapple. So there we go. I'm not is mad this, at all. Do you want it already? dot com or? Yeah, it's on my blog. <laughs> <laughs> in 2009. So that's not a weird thing. Very weird. But they remember, this is going to get dirty, but do you remember... Um, what do you mean dirty? Like sexy? Yeah. Well, not go. sexy. I mean, maybe. I don't know. You'll find it in a second. Go. But remember people used to say if a guy ate loads of pineapple, that is, his jizz would have a pineapple flavour. Can you weigh in is what I'm asking you to do? Not have a pineapple flavour. It would be sweet or it would be tastier than a normal or like someone who's unhealthy. And does it? has an unhealthy diet. And (laughs) you're asking me, does it? We home truth here, right? Never Never tasted tasted your own jizz. I've never tasted anyone's. You've never tasted your own (laughs) jizz. Why's up? That's exactly like you haven't smelled your own fart no more joking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly same thing I Google. Anyway, it probably What was d- the point? Why'd you bring it up? What, what was It was just the, the only other thing I knew about pineapple. <laughs> all right. I don't think it's pineapple, I think it's all fruit. Is it? Hmm. I don't think so. I think that's an urban myth. But if the if the listeners want to try it out, uh, if you fancy, I'm going to do a poll on Instagram one. the day this comes out. <laughs> and everyone has to go home, eat a bag of pineapple. <laughs> Test it out. Will we test it out for them and let them know next week? No, Sean, we won't. You can test it out. Solo project. (laughs) Solo project.
Imagine when you turn 40 years ago, I'm going to debunk all the myths. This is the first one. <laughs> Pineapple juice. What's that, um, what's that song that people... Our, our nieces just sang about a pineapple. Washing machines last longer with calcium. No. <laughs> they just sang about it. I got a pineapple. <laughs> oh, pen, pineapple, apple, pen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. pen, pineapple. <laughs> Do the songs that people get into. I have a pen. Yeah, kids. I have a pineapple. Huh, pineapple pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the instrumental. People are stealing all of it, aren't they? <laughs> that's the speaking of stealing. That's the instrumental I used for. Clawher, Clawher, Five Mile Town. Oh, is it? Yeah. I go to Ahar. I go to Clawher, huh, in County Tyrone. <laughs> oh, do you do the wee huh? Yeah, yeah. That's what that came from. But so that in the video out there, someone's got a pineapple and they've got a pen and they've went, huh, and they've pineapple got a lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> that song reminds me of New Year's Eve because remember we had a big New Year's Eve party and my mum and dad's and the kids were all there and the kids uh, all got up yeah. dancing and that's what they did. Mm. Oh, really? Was that that song? That's mm. before we had kids. That's why we had it. That's why we were at a New Year's Eve party. I had kids, but... Oh, I, before we had kids together. Yeah. Yeah, yours were old enough then to be awake at midnight. Yeah, yeah. It would all, it's funny whenever kids are like, can I please stay up late? And then every night, now Winter goes to us, Mommy, can I stay up late? And I'd be like, it is late. <laughs> it's so past your bedtime. It's definitely not. Because it's dark not. earlier now. Yeah, it's like six yeah. o'clock and I'm all, woo, you yeah. have been, are you not so, t- I'm so tired, my mommy, from staying <laughs> up so late. It's like New Year's Eve or kids are, do you want Kids are obsessed with pulling all-nighters. Yeah. And they never do. Every time, if they've got a sleepover, or they've got, like, anything, like, say, New Year's Eve, they're all, oh, oh, oh I'm going to do an all-nighter. And you're like, why? Do you realise how much you will regret that when you're an adult? You'll think back to that day that you stayed up all night, and you're like, why did I not sleep that night? See, I think in the future there should be something where you can, and it'll work with temperature too, where it's like if you're, you should have something that, like, not maintains, what do you call it? Like contain, where it stays within you. Contains. Contains, where it's like if you, uh, oh. like during the summer, you can build up all the heat and then in the winter, you could like, you could wear a t shirt and when it's cold outside, but you're fine because you've mm. saved up all this heat. So you could bank up all the sleep in the months running up to becoming a parent and then you could just like, like chip, cash in your chips and yeah. use them. Wouldn't that be class? I burped. I don't know if you heard that. Um, no. Pineapple, <laughs> 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 but uh, that would be class if you could use up. What else would you? What else would you bank up? I know, um, pisses on your own. Hmm. Might just be like cash one in. I'm gonna have a solo piss today. <laughs> What's fun. the alternative? A grip piss. <laughs> when do you do that? Your kids come into the room. Oh right, right, right. No, does Winter not follow you to the toilet? Um, Do you no. not say what, what? Who was it? One of your mates followed you to the toilet one time when they were away. Uh, and I pissed on his head. He's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> "Get out!" <laughs> I actually do material about that. Not as much recently, but I I put it together as like a wee bit where I did, where genuinely like it was like we we didn't want a daughter or we didn't want to christen our daughter, but we ended up you know she got christened accidentally one day because I was going to the bathroom and she came in. She was like, "What are you doing?" And I was trying to like block her off, and I was like, "No, no, you." You can't see. And then she went around the other side. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I thought she'd run away. So I just went back to normal. And then this head came through under my legs. <laughs> and genuinely, like, I pissed on my son's head years ago. And I was yeah. like, I'll rework it into, like, a modern thing. But Oh, you nah. did piss on one of their heads? Genuinely pissed on my son Charlie's head. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Do you know what? That'll, that'll pay him back for all the times he's pissed on you. Yeah. That'll learn him. That'll I remember learn. one time I was changing my son James's nappy. And he was a couple of months old. And when I, I like, I like to change our kids, our kids. Yeah, I was going to say kids in general. I don't change kids in general. <laughs> I like to change my kids. Like a lot of You're people. Like, do you like fucking <laughs> Mrs. Hanshaw wipes in a nappy? Who needs changed? I have a bum bag, but it's yeah. like just fucking baby wipes that I yeah. just pull out. Just like Mr. Nappy Man. Like shits I, over uh, you. A lot of people like to change kids like sideways. I change them ass to face. So I lifted James's legs up and I was changing his bum, cleaning him and stuff. And when I put him down, he was like, <laughs> like soaked, his face was soaking. And I was like, what's he? He's like, he's, he's drowning. What's going on here? He pissed his own face. <laughs> I've never told him about that. I'll save it for his 21st. Have you told him now? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's better than somebody else pissing on you. Unless you paid for it. Mm, People do golden pay shower. for it. People pay for it. Has anyone had, ever had a golden shower at Golden Hour? I'm sure, yeah. While eating a gold bar? Oh, yeah. 
Jeg kan ikke mere. Jeg har ikke tænkt på. Your mas. Antes. No, hold on. Du går fra Golden Shores til mig, ma. Your mas. The way your brain made that connections, like Warren. Your mas. I don't know. This is all that rhymes with R and everything. Your right. mas. Antes called many bar. bar. Cracker. Yeah, that's her actual name. Yeah. And no joke, there was two trees of greens in my school. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There was that joke about what From colors trees are green. Mm-hmm. What colors trees trees are green? Mm. <laughs> Don't need to explain it anymore. <laughs> Keep going. Give me another one. <laughs> yeah. As trees are brown? Nope. Trees are green. <laughs> we'll be alright. Fuck's sake. Oh, but somebody could be called trees are brown because brown is a surname. Yeah. As well. But you can't be called trees of pink. Nobody that's says both trees not are brown. Not not a name. Hmm. <laughs> For God's sake. Uh, we started. I was going to say I'd... sleep training our son, Rocky, who is five months old. I always say to you, every time you brag about something <sighs> that one of our kids has done, they do the opposite, like straight away. I'm not going to. La- I'm not going to brag. I'm going to lay down the facts. Go. Is what we're going to do. We started sleep training Rocky. He's five months, five and a half months old now. Right. Sleep training is really a controversial topic, isn't it? Like, yeah, a lot of people hate the idea of it. We all hate the idea. Genuinely, of it. it's life changing. It's life changing. And see, for us too, I'm sort of like giving away the ending here at the Don't start. Don't be giving away the ending, Sean. Jesus Christ! Have you ever watched a movie? Build up to it. I I rewind the movie from the end. Aye, from you, the end. You of the watch start. it in Latin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from end to start. Uh, yeah, so say what you're going to say, but don't give it... I mean, the end is he's sleeping, I suppose. What I mean, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, it literally took no time at all. Yeah. It, like, people think it goes for days, for weeks, for months of them crying every night and you're yeah. sitting on the stairs crying with them and stuff. It Our, depends on their age. so easy. As well. What's, like, what's the age you're supposed to? Five, five months, months? Not before. Yeah, yeah not before so five months. when a baby is... Up to five months, their sleep cycles are completely different than five months plus. When a baby turns five months, their sleep cycles become the same as ours as adults and that they go into a really light state of sleep at the end of a sleep cycle, almost awake. That's when we roll around in the bed in the middle of the night because we've come into an almost awake, if not awake, state of sleep. But we have the skills to just roll over and put ourselves back to sleep, which is why we can sleep a whole night long. Babies don't know how to put them as a skill that's what people don't know that's what people don't know yeah babies don't know how to put themselves to sleep yeah it's you, a skill you have to put a baby to sleep until yeah. they're five months old and I know lots of people think oh when I, my baby was two months old I just put his dummy on and put him in the cot and he went to sleep it's like but the dummy's doing it he's mm. sucking the dummy that's it's do your job to Barbara <laughs> but no the dummy's doing the job that's great why is the 60 year old having a baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah why? you know better Edith <laughs> Um, I, but that's another thing too because actually Chloe Kardashian's in her mid forties and she's just had a baby and what did she call it? Went Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. She's called her baby Rocky, yeah. which is actually quite annoying because everyone's gonna think we named our son after Chloe or what do you call her, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker's baby. They're gonna think we named our baby after theirs because they're only a couple months apart. Is it Rocky Parker? That's a cool name. Rocky, Rocky Bar- thirteen Barker, which is class. Why thirteen? I don't know, but as much as I was as. I'm sure it means something. Maybe he's got 13. Where's the 13? <gasps> Is he the 13th child? Because they've loads between them. Couldn't be that many. No, it means something, I'm sure. Hmm. Maybe his last album went to 13. In the charts? Don't know how much he's celebrated that. Travis, Travis Barker. Barker. So there we've always called Rocky anyway. But so sleep training, we. Uh, yeah, you have to wait till they're five months because they're developmentally um, capable of putting themselves to sleep. And what you need to do then is allow them to learn to put themselves to sleep. So then when they go, when they wake up during the night, they can just roll around and put themselves back to sleep. So up until Rocky was sleep trained there, I was still doing night feeds twice a night. Twice a night. What was that? You laughing at? 13 is just the greatest number of all time. That's the reason. No way! Seriously? 13 is just the greatest number of all time. Who says that? Travis or Travis Barger? What a stupid reason to name your child 13. Well, why is his band not called Blink 13 then? High school blank 182. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's obviously not the best number. He obviously chose 182 first. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> it's the second best. Imagine was like, it's just the second best number of all time. Yeah. But we named our track. 182 is the bust of Bambridge. <laughs> <laughs> right, is so it? let's, I have no idea. So uh, let's start at the beginning, right? right? We'll you have a, your baby's just turned five months old. Your development are capable of pitting themselves to sleep. So you're, if you want to sleep train your child, this is what to do. 
you need to wait another five months and then you do you need to build a sleep time routine for the few weeks leading up to uh, them going to be sleep trained. Bath. Basically, you can't speak to your child to let them know, like a baby, you can't be like, it's nearly bedtime. You, th- so you need to give them physical cues, which is like a bath and... Dim the lights. Dim the lights, lullabies. Read a story. A story, see, a baby, even like a one or two month old baby, a story is great stimulation for their mind. Yeah. And it's it's great a wee for book. them in general. A wee book. Yeah, because yeah. they put their hands out, they try and touch it and they see all the colours. And also, like, if you're doing that every night in their room... With a book in front of them, it's it sort of a it's routine, a, it comes it's, a routine yeah. and it's a cue, and then their sleep bag or you can't sleep train a baby with a swaddle. The swaddle needs to go if you're still using a swaddle. That should be gone by three or four months anyway. Sleep bag on them, all these wee things that they go. Oh, it's bedtime. Spend a good bit of time, like a, a thirty minute period, in their actual sleep space with them in their room. Also, if you're sleep training them, they can't be in your room anymore. They need to be in their own room. Um. But that's when you get your life back. That's Oh my God, when Rocky moved into his own room, it was like, we can sit in bed and watch TV at night. Just walking around with it swinging, wasn't it? Yeah, just the remote. The remote? Just to change the channel, yeah. <laughs> just holding it in my hand and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Like a metal detector. Like, I just keep changing the, changing the channel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you try, basically the key is to put the baby down, drowsy but awake. That's what they say when you're sleep training, drowsy but awake. And even the word sleep training sounds like really military, like sleep sleep education. I don't know, just let your baby learn to fall asleep so they'll sleep throughout the night. And the plan is that in within a week, you should have a baby going to sleep for 11 to 12 hours at night, straight through, and pitting themselves to sleep independently. So that was the main problem. At bedtime. At, at bedtime. Not at, during naps. Naps, we'll figure come, out naps, after. naps come later, yeah. The main reason why we wanted to sleep train was so that other people could put Rocky to sleep whenever we were doing stuff like today at the podcast. Sean, you've had trouble putting him to sleep at night time because he obviously prefers, the mo- I'm breastfeeding him, prefers to be for me to put him to sleep. So that was like you were having 20 minutes to half an hour of him wrestling you to go to sleep at night. So we were trying to eliminate all of that to make your life easier as well. Mm-hmm. To be honest, with Winter, we sleep trained her because she, she was waking six, seven times a night. Rocky was waking twice a night from birth and I could have dealt with that for for actually a, a, a few more months. That, that wasn't the end of the world for me. Uh, and I, because he's such a content baby and didn't cry that much, the thought of sleep training him, I was like devastated. I was thinking about it since before he was born because yeah. with winter she cried for so long. With him, I was like, I, he doesn't cry that much around me. So I'll be like, I was really, really fucking dreading it, which is why when I talk about it a bit more, you'll be surprised about how easy it was. Put, fed him in his room, did all the sleep routine. And on the first night, it was last Sunday, lay him down in his bed. Like, you're just like, right, love you, bye-bye. And the idea is that you have to let them know they're on their bed now and the only thing they have to do is go to sleep. You're not abandoning them. You're going to check in on them. You're there and you've provide all their needs are met. They have a dry nappy, they're full belly. They're nice and warm and cosy. They're clean. They're content. They've they, You've shown them love. They just have to go to sleep now by themselves. And... We left the room and it, he didn't make a peep for 15 minutes. Mm. Whereas with winter, she started screaming straight away. We think we've had two ends of the spectrum when it comes to sleep training. Definitely, yeah. And the best thing you can do is, or what you're, what you're supposed to do is in terms of with Rocky, because he didn't make a noise for 15 minutes, you don't go back in the room, you just wait. But then once he starts crying and it's only when you hear him actually crying, some babies just make noise and whatever, which means don't start the clock. Yeah. Just... Write it out, just wait. And then when he eventually, if maybe they won't, but if they do start crying, start a timer and think of five minutes or whatever, count five minutes. And after five minutes, then go in, just reassure them, spend about 20 seconds in the room. Don't lift them up is the main thing. Pat them on the back, rub their bum, rub their head, whatever you need to do. And then leave the room again and then start again. So with, with, uh, you do these things called check-ins. And as you say, like they... They only the the timer starts when they're actually crying. Night one with Rocky, he was quiet for fifteen minutes, whimpered for about seven, and sort of shouted and made noise. And then he started crying. So he's now he's now in his bed twenty two minutes before he actually started crying. He cried for five minutes. I went done. Has done all the things that you said, so them, but you cannot lift them up. That escalates the crying. If you lift them out of their bed, then they think, "Oh, we're getting back up again." And then you put them back down. They're like, "What the fuck?" And that makes it way worse. We bit slower. Just... Sorry, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell. There's so much to get through. I know. Just don't lift them up, and you're 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 soothing them enough. You're patting their head, giving them a wee kiss, all, all the rest of it. Leave the room. He cried for two more minutes, and then he put himself to sleep. No, he, he woke up in the middle of the night, and it was. 
torture. And he cried for two hours, wasn't it? Two hours? Yeah. No, you'd say that there. We weren't cruel. We were going in constantly and reassuring him and like making sure all his needs were met, making sure he didn't have a dirty nappy all out there and all that. And it was really fucking shit that first night. And he woke winter and then she was up for an hour and he did 17 stories about Santa. Mm-hmm. And it was like a whole thing. It was like mayhem. And I was beside myself, wasn't I? I was crawling out of my skin because all I want to do is go on and lift him and just like hold him and, you know, f- just like feed him to sleep and just be like, forget about it. Like, we're just, we're just going to leave it. Then he went to sleep. It did take two hours. And I know that sounds really brutal, but that's sometimes what you need to do. And the next day, he, wo- that was it. That was it. That was it. Like usually any sleep training plan says it takes up to like, you know, could take up to two weeks. Night two, lay him down in his bed, no tears, went straight to sleep himself. Not a peep, not a, noise, not a peep. nothing. He woke up once or twice on the second night for like five to ten minutes, but not crying ever, just like making noise, like talking to himself and then went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that was it. He has never woken up in the night again. Yeah. Now, what, that was with you putting him to bed, which you wanted to do at the start, just to make it as, an easy process as possible. But then there was one night when you had to go to work where I had to put him to bed. And when I put him down, he cried for five minutes. I went back in, patted him and stuff. Then he whimpered for about seven or eight minutes and then he went to sleep. Yeah. So obviously then you're going to have a wee bit of a hiccup when it's a different caregiver going in and putting him to sleep. But then that's why we've now, we've agreed that we're going to try and let like his nanny put him to sleep at some point at bedtime and all those things that like we didn't, we, well, I know it was my fault just because I wasn't in a good place after winter where I didn't want anyone caring for except for me. Craig Avon. Yeah. What? Always in Craig Avon. Um, Which sort of meant then that like you, you sort of, you made a rod for your back because... Nobody put her to bed ever, and it was like even still now she's only slapping her nannies like once, and it's like you know she, I, I, you know she would be totally fine, but it just took a long time. Like I don't know why I am so obsessed. You are OCD when it comes to sleeping. Will the kids sleep? Like, kids obsessed. It's debilitating. Aye. It's all I think about. And uh, so anyway, um, because I'm breastfeeding him or if you're bottle feeding you need to wean the night feeds they do now the programme we followed was co- it's called Taking Cara Babies which I know is like spell that out for people watching well Taking and then Cara C-A-R-A is the girl's name and then Babies but I know we're like I'm basically know, is like this, sorry is this a website Instagram what it's is? both it's a website and Instagram yeah it's, okay. it's the girl's company but like and I know it's sort of like, oh, like this is a business this girl has, but it's also this information is readily available everywhere online. I'm just giving it to you in a concise way. And also, I genuinely think that all of this information should be handed to you in a booklet when you have a baby from the NHS. Big time. Because it's life-changing, the sleep, the sleep training thing. I have like so many actor friends who I have talked them through sleep training their babies and it's changed their lives. Yeah. And they've been able to like get a full night's sleep then. Um so I had to wean you have to wean the feeding yeah let's talk about that so whether you're bottle feeding or breastfeeding you were obviously breastfeeding yeah talk about that and how you did that because you started at 10 minutes isn't that right yeah the first night he was it started the week before sleep training so you have to be writing down the sort of times each night that your child wakes up and sort of look at what sort of makes sense so every night Rocky was waking him between 12 and 1 and he was waking him between 3 and 4 and I would just go on and feed him and that was sort of happening like uniformly. So I was like, okay, I need to get in there half an hour to an hour before that time each night to dream feed him, which is when you left a baby when they're asleep, give them a wee quick feed and they're still asleep and you put them back down and then they've not, so, so that you're never responding to a cry by feeding them or rocking them or whatever because you're sort of giving them the opportunity to not wake up by feeding them quickly before that. Mm-hmm. So I would go in, as you're saying, during those intervals and wean down the time each night. First two feeds were 10 minutes long. The next night at eight minutes, then six, then four. And by and then th- they had only one feed. I thought you did 10 and 8, then 8 and 6, 6 and 4, 4 and 2. I think it's up to yourself what you want to do. You can start at okay. 15 minutes. It's as long as you're weaning them down each night and mm. on the fifth night you've only got one feed I have done once and did one three minute feed and the sixth night which was last Saturday night we were like oh my god this is the first night he's not going to have a feed and that young fella slept for 12 hours straight mm. and not a pipe now this is what three nights and he's done a 12 that. hour a 13 hour I'll wake him after wake him. 13 hours <laughs> last night it was 8 o'clock in the morning I was all yeah. Jesus you well, good afternoon. Do we get on to a teenager as well? <laughs> and they come down at half nine. Yeah, you're all, oh, geez, the, whole, the day's over. That's the way it was to him, eight o'clock. 
And three nights in a row now he's slept and he doesn't make a pipe. But <laughs> no our luck. So this is three nights. That Saturday, a couple of nights ago, when we were like, this could be it. This could be the first full time in five months we get a full night's sleep. Our daughter's been sick for three nights. Up six times. she has been up at least five, six times a night. Six, six times the first night, three times the second night, one time last night. Because yeah. she's had a really bad cough and we were like, oh my God. Yeah. I was so looking forward to that Saturday night. I've just been like, I've got to have a real long sleep. And I haven't even been able to feel the benefits of it yet. Because then the next night I was gigging last night. But tonight... I think she might be better tonight and then... One thing we did too that we realised yesterday that we did wrong was every time we went into our two-year-old daughter, when she cried in the middle of the night, we would go into her and she'd be like, story! And you're like, right, so you'd lie down beside her or sit down beside her and tell her a story. And then we were like, why the fuck are... Why are we doing this? Five times a night. Why are we going in and telling her a story? Then she was waking up and just going, I fancy another story. Yeah. And you're like, no, so yeah. from last night, sorry, from last it's night we went back in, we were like, no, no, no more stories, you know, it's sleep yeah. time now, you have to go to sleep and we'd rub her head or hold her hand for a minute and then we'd go, right, I'm going to the bathroom, I'll be back later or whatever. Yeah, but it's funny, because like for her, a story is like YouTube in your head, yeah. do you know what I mean? She's like, well, this is a fun time, I can imagine all these things happening and... Uh, what our daughter does too is, we don't read her stories, she goes, tell me a story and then we, we would say like, right, name a few family members. And she goes, this person, that person, that person. And then you just have to tell her a story for 10 minutes based on what they've done that day or where they're going. Yeah, she she would be like, because this past few nights she's been waking up because she's not well. She'd be like, oh, mommy, mommy. Through the manor, like crying, like, mommy, mommy. And then you go into the room and she'll tell me a story about Santa's elf as soon as you open the door and you're all, you're wee shit. <laughs> she's got her Christmas tree up and all. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Decorated in the middle of the night. Or last night, um, she was all, mommy. It was like half fun. I opened the door and she was all, tell me a story about the girl who won't wear her Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, no stories. Go to bed. And then she never woke up for the rest of the night. Um, so for us, sleep training Rocky has been a massive success really, really quickly. And now the other thing is do not try and do daytime naps at the same time as you sleep train them during the night or you might end up with a really overtired baby. Once they're consistently sleeping through the night, 11 to 12 hours, then you need to then tackle naps. So we haven't tackled naps yet. And today is the first day we've left him with someone over a nap. He's in your mum's house and I was up to hide over there beforehand because I was like, oh, he's not, it's like past his nap time and she hasn't texted to let me know he's gone down. And then she sent us through a photograph of him in the monitor and I was like, thank fuck. Like it's, it's like debilitating how obsessed I am with it. I know. But I think as well, sometimes it comes across like I don't give a shit, whereas I do. I think I care as much as a normal person, but I feel like you're, you're overdrive, you're yeah. like. And I don't know if it comes from because I'm I'm breastfeeding because I'm the sole like because I'm the only person who could like like put them to sleep contently where they would be like this is a great time I'm happy and I'm cozy and I'm going to sleep because you just feed them and they'd fall asleep when you're feeding them and then you just put them in there because there are kids who have never fallen asleep to a bottle like a, even a bottle of express milk they wouldn't fall asleep like that or that's just how they fall asleep is being fed so I think I felt a massive pressure because I'm the person that Pits them to sleep. So so if they don't sleep or they skip a nap and they get overtired and then they're going to be fussy before bedtime going to sleep, that pressure is all on me. So that's probably why I've been so obsessed with sleep because if they skip a nap and they're crying, it's me. Yeah. If they if they, if they they skip a nap and they're overtired, they'll be up half the night and it's me. It's never you, do you know what I mean? So that's that's why. That's, that's the reasoning for being so obsessed with sleep. And I remember with winter, whenever... Only, I had never heard... Before I had my first child, I never knew that you had to put a baby to sleep. Mm-hmm. I just thought they just like you said, like, they just go to sleep or like they fall asleep. Or they sleep all day. Or like you just like go about your life and they're like, oh, oh, she's having a wee nap there. Like yeah. that's just how it happens. You know, I didn't think you had to like build a, like even every nap, like everything had to be structured and like we've become quite regimented with sleep and it's become really important in our house but that's because it makes your life easier yeah Huckleberry's great too I think we talked about that before did we the app no we talked about Family Wall I think before yeah oh which some people have started using Huckleberry's a class app because it tells you like wake windows is another thing oh my god see the Mm -hmm. maths in my head all day long going like he woke up at 1.15 and then he's got two two hours and 15 minutes for the next wake window so I'll be like 
half three and then but actually had a 20 minute sleep earlier on so maybe I need to shorten the wake window and all this is like all day long and in your head's all will we have pizza for dinner or <laughs> will we genuinely when you were talking about breastfeeding my stomach was rumbling you might have even heard it in the mic like it's it's shocking the difference of what goes on in your head and my head and yeah. I think it doesn't as you say it doesn't mean you care less it just means I've retired though so yeah you've probably... retired um, but Huckleberry is great because it tells you all the time like you literally type in your child's nap and it pops up going this is the time they need to go to sleep again depends around on... that time isn't it it's yeah. like they need to go to bed around 10 past 12 and it changed our life with Winter because it yeah. meant that she went to sleep easier like she just went she was like oh this is the perfect time for me to go to sleep yeah. now we're she's not... not too tired or not tired enough yeah yeah. where it's, where it's great yeah. Um. so I think um, tonight the... could be the night tonight could be the night I mean you get a full night's sleep big old stretch I, do you know what I've been sleeping terribly this past week as well like terribly I've been up for two to three hours in the middle of the night most nights tossing and turning I mean oh. that's something you've been doing since I met you Sean and you need to figure that out on and off though yeah I think uh, there's a period of time where you just get so exhausted that you sleep really well but it's whenever there's like work things coming up and all your brain is on overdrive overdrive yeah I'm up in the middle of the night just thinking of material and Thinking of scenarios and thinking of like what an audience member is going to say and what I'm going to say back to them and thinking of like job titles that people have and they're going to throw at me and I'm going to have to think of a joke on the spot to do it. Oh, and really? Just, I'm driven insane. You're giving it away? I know, I know. None of us prepare anything we're yeah. going to say on stage before we go out. It's all off the cuff. All them funny. Netflix specials you see, they just thought of it there and then. Yeah. That's that's the magic. People think that. Mm. Like, no, it's very well, it's very, it's very, very, very organised. It's like a script. We recorded a wee BBC, I say a wee, like I've, I'm undermining it, uh, a nice BBC show a few weeks ago. It was a nice one, though. Aye, Dave was sort of fronting a stand-up from the Sunflower BBC Dave show. Elliot, Dave Elliott, not the channel. Oh, aye, yeah. yeah. A BBC stand-up thing, so. And should be on the iPlayer in the next few weeks, isn't that right? I, think I know, it's in January. Befo- oh, it's not before Christmas? No, this is, it'll get lost in all the Christmas stuff, so they'll, 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 they'll put it out, they'll put it out in January. That's good, because I was going to do Christmas material. Oh, here, that would have been silly. Why would you do that for something that sits on the iPhone? Thinking that it was coming out over Christmas. Uh, But then it sits there forever. Or for a couple months until the BBC don't want to pay for it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Then it's it's a goner. Jesus Christ, why tell everyone what happened to me last week in the blame game? Yes. So, speaking of writing material, the blame game's back. It's on the iPhone, you can watch it now. And our first guest, we we two radio episodes that we do take seriously. But they're not. But you're, there's not as much pressure because they're not on TV. This week was the first TV episode, and we had Father Dougal himself and Father Ted, legendary comedian Ardlow Hanlon, that everyone respects and loves and adores and laughs at in equal measures. And so it was a lot of pressure for the first week when you have a guest like that who's like such a renowned comedian and everyone really respects him. Anyway, I worked really hard last week, didn't I? Like I wrote constantly, like Monday to I mean, Thursday. You work hard every week, but. Yeah, but like I'm writing constantly. Yeah. And usually whenever we meet up in the BBC before, we all get a Nando's or a Pizza Express and we all sit around having the crack. I was like, guys, can't chat, got to go, right. I was in my dressing room the whole time, fine-tuning material. Also like like a pure geek, trying to make it user-friendly and highlighting some words in different colours so I could like easily refer to them. And I'm talking 11 pages of notes, right? Imagine, that's like a dissertation. That's what I usually have in front of me each week. And it took me all week to write and all day to like finesse and I went to email it to the runner and it deleted from my laptop 45 minutes before showtime. Every single letter. I was literally running around the BBC with a laptop in my hand going, who knows computers? <laughs> and they brought me to some tech guy in the top floor. He's in his office and he's all, well, it's, it's, it's actually gone. And he was like, it's completely gone. And I was texting you. I was shaking. I was losing my shit. And he was literally handing me back my laptop and it, and it was like 20 to 7. And you're talking now like just over half an hour to we start the show. And he's like, it's gone. And I was like, oh my God, I can't even remember. Like how the blame game works is we get sent loads and loads and loads of news articles to read all week. And we then have to write funny stuff on it. And you just like, oh, yeah. you just chat about that on and the spot. And it's untried and untested, which a lot of people don't know. Like Joe, a comedian working on a set or working on a joke could spend months crafting that joke into it being the standard or level that they 
wanted to be at yeah. or that an audience are laughing at every gig. Whereas you are going out there with 10 to 15 pages every single week. Yeah. Of just material you wrote that day. Topical news stories of stuff that you've written in the past day or two. Sometimes it's really difficult. It's like a news story might be like, six sheep have stormed a spar in a harklaher five mile town and you're all, have to write them. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's the funny bit. You know, and you have to like write material on that. And then, so it all got deleted and I literally went to my dressing room and I just sat there like, it was like drunk rain man, all the things and I was like writing every single bit I could remember out on the page, just like bashing it out. You would hate looking at it, all the spelling mistakes, everything thrown together on the page. And I remember Neil Delamere coming in to me and he was all, because I had told him earlier that day that I had brought like a special concoction that you encouraged me to bring with me because... I did a show, The Hendry, like not that long ago and I was going to Balamina and, and I like nearly fell asleep on the way. So I stopped off and got a coffee, a sugar-free Red Bull and a bag of Skittles and banged a lot of it and Balamina saw the best of me that night. <laughs> I was off my bangle the whole time, right? I was like, ever, like even the, oh no, it was Corinne and even like the, the producers. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Balamina. <laughs> and they go, Balamina. <laughs> I cared all for it, and uh, I remember like a couple of people in the in the cast and crew, like throughout like the hour before the show, being all, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "I just I cannot get the crazy out." As well, I've got so much energy. So when we that day, you rolled me get bang your wee special concoction before the show because I was so exhausted because this was like the week before we were sleep. Or this is this week whenever we were sleep training, so it was like stressful anyway, and um. I banged all that beforehand and I told Neil about it and Neil knocked on my door and opened the door and I'm at the laptop I can see her <laughs> like, like, a, like, <laughs> like a dog trying to paddle through water like just typing everything in and he was all uh, do you have uh, any skills you can give me? And I was all Neil I've lost all my jokes and I he let, he, I could just see him pouring some skittles out and I was like teary and like beside himself and I just sort of he sat the bag of skittles back down bes- beside me and he went I think I'm just going to leave you to it. <laughs> and he just <laughs> left. And then it, but to be fair, everyone was trying to figure it out, but he was just like, I think I'm just going to leave you there. Also, I don't know what Irish accent I'm doing, but it's not Neil's. Mm. It's it's an Irish accent, it's fine. Um, and I ended up going out and having a really fun, really good show. So I basically, afterwards, Tim was all to me, just delete your notes every week. Yeah. Because that worked. It meant that I had to rewrite them all out and learn them. So I felt more confident going out. But Christ on a bike, it was literally the most terrifying hour of my life. But you said that's what you you might do from now on then, is just on a Thursday before the show, just sit down and just write, write everything back out again from thought. Yeah. It was terrifying. Yeah. And then you were texting me like the whole time, being like, Go on, please ring me and let me know what's happened like after the show. But it was it was it was a scary time. But um yeah, that's how it works. People people write their material beforehand. Nobody's funny naturally. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad that we had a... do you remember Friday night we actually had drinks last minute and the blame game was on. Oh, so aye. I put it on our wee Alexa in the kitchen. I cannot remember a second of it. No, neither can I remember did that happen then I? You know, we didn't even have that much to drink. We didn't even have that much. But I think it was because late. we maybe hardly had him. It was late and it was like last minute. It was like, let's just have a couple of drinks here. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember thinking, oh, I remember, I, remember, I do have sort of flashbacks of it, of it being on, but can't really remember hmm. what was in it. But it is available to watch now on, on the iPlayer. And two local comedians that you know um, very well will be upcoming. Which are, you, two, are you allowed to say no? I don't know. Maybe don't say just in case. I'm a bit because never not really my news to say yeah, is it? Yeah, two two of our very good friends will be on it. Yeah, we started a uh, wee health kick there yesterday. Yes. So far, so good. Wonders that why I'm is, starving. Well, well, you're star- well. The health kick isn't why you're starving because you're, you're still eating plenty of food, but you haven't eaten today. Is why you're starving. Mm, <laughs> must be that then. Do you know what I mean? Like you have not <laughs> breakfast or lunch, and it's lunchtime. Uh, we decided to just try. Do you know why? Like, you must. Are you? Are you the fear of God? And you turn a forty about your health. You should. You should think about it more. <laughs> when your brother was turning 40, he got massively under running, remember? And like, started off, that, went off sugar and all. Hmm. No, it was as he was turning 40, I think he was like, he took a real big like, because I'm sure there comes a time, like I have aches and pains all the time now from having kids, my back's broke and all the time I'd be like, any minute now, I'm gonna just like become like the epitome of health. Like I follow this girl on TikTok who says all this, all these sort of, <laughs> what? I follow this girl on TikTok and she like, she's like a holistic person who knows all the shit. Do you know what I mean? And yesterday she was like, put lemons on everything. So I had a hot water lemon this morning. Do I not look younger? 
You do, actually, yeah. 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 You look 20 minutes younger. <laughs> or even like the magnesium thing or salt if you've got like a fluid retention, which sounds counterproductive, but put a bit of salt in your mouth and then drink a glass of water. Apparently, I've been doing that <laughs> since yesterday. <laughs> do you ever see the trick where you pretend to put the poor salt on your mouth and you can actually taste it? Have you ever heard of that? No. Right. Pretend you're holding a wee thing of salt, right? No! I know what, what? you're going to do! <laughs> <laughs> Tastes really sweet. You're going like, to make me look like I'm drinking pineapple juice? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That would have been funny. That is such a juvenile thing to do. Do you remember when you were in school and you'd be to somebody, you'd put your hand on the, the desk and you'd be like, push your head. You used to go, I can cure diseases. Put your head, that's what you used to say. <laughs> I'm the seventh son of a seventh son. I can cure diseases. Put your head down and push it on my hand and then you would just slide your hand out in their hand and go, boom. Did you not do that? <laughs> Fuck, it was brutal. You'd have a big bruise here. And why ones? anybody... Do you know what it is? So if you go to someone, put your head on my hand and push it under this table, I can cure diseases. Uh, the person's going, no, you can't. But just in case you can, <laughs> I have got asthma. <laughs> There's ones too where you would like press like a coin against somebody's head and then yeah. you'd get them to like flick it into their hand and people are sitting like this for like <laughs> minutes and there. there's nothing there. They can just feel the imprint of it. Yeah. You took it away. Or do you know what was in the American office? that is, Remember um, Dwight to Michael Scott did like a whole, there's an egg. Or stabbing your back mm. and the blood is running down. There's an egg on your head and it's cracking all around. I don't know yeah. what the words are. <laughs> it's not that, but yeah. Yeah, but and all of a sudden, well, it's not what? <laughs> it's not that. All right, but, yeah. but you know what? And you start to be all, it gives you the shivers. Mm. People love getting the shivers. Mm. That's such a weird thing to enjoy, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine when you're like tender by your all long walks on the beach <laughs> getting the shivers. <laughs> people do like that feeling. Yeah. People are dirty bastards. Was Tickle ever banned? From who? Just in general. Because I think there was, I read an article. Do you mean like during COVID? A while ago. No. Like you can't tickle people during COVID? Is that what you. You just asked me, you asked me a very open ended question there. You went, was Tickling ever yeah. banned? Tickling is like a thing that no one enjoys. Mm. Like no one, no one. You laugh, but it's like a. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body reacting, but everybody hates being tickled. Whereas apparently this thing was, I don't know if some law was trying to be forced through where it was genuinely illegal to tickle people because it was so. And like, do you know when somebody tickles you and you're like, I just want to punch your face. You know I mean? It's like, yeah, but like, surely you're not tickling people you don't know for it to be no. illegal. Family like members. Imagine. Your wee nieces and nephews, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're like, what's that Mr. Man? He has loads of hands. And he just run around going, la, 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 tickling people. La, 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 la. <laughs> that's the reason why it's been banned. Like, that's so silly. But like, Winter would go, tickle me. And then you tickle her. And then she's like, no, 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 no. And then she's like, tickle me again. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then you tickle her. And she's like, stop it. And then she's all, tickle me. Like, why is it? It's know. a weird compulsion we all have, mm, isn't it? Yeah. We have like a haggerty tickle where a lot of us get tickles like right in here. So if and you go into growing? the wee sort of crease in your groin, we oh, we laugh for days. <laughs> we have like family retreats and stuff where we go and just tickle each other. It's just great. Tickle each other's groins. It's not during COVID. It's so strange. Um, I people people are rare. Um, yeah. what do you? But I tickled Rocky recently as well to see if he because there's just date babies are like. Do you they mind? do you get to a certain point though where they start feeling it, don't they? No. Is it nice? I tickled Rocky last week and he laughed. I tickled his armpits. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and he started laughing as all he has arrived. It's a, up until they're four months, there are actual blobs. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing they've not they've not got the cognitive skills to do shit all. And then after that they start to be like, Oh, you're a there's a wee person coming out of you there, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're becoming a, a human that we can interact with. Because even with the boys, whenever Winter was just a baby, they were really excited for her coming. And then whenever she arrived, they were like, she is so born. Until she starts to get the stage, we can play with her. Yeah. And then you can chase her about. And when they start walking, I think it's the best kind of age, isn't it? Or from then onwards. No. They say the parenting sweet spot is when your baby can sit up unaided. You have to hold them constantly. But before they start crawling, you've got about a week. And that's the sweet spot because that's you can sit them down. Falling, yeah, that's when they can't pull things down because you just yeah. sit them and they're going to stay exactly where they are and they can't scoot off into different directions. But also, you don't have to like prop them up and worry that they're going to just go f- f- and fall over, kamikaze themselves. 
So that's that's the sweet spot. We've got that to look forward when's to. When's that? When do they start setting up for themselves? I think maybe about six or seven months, maybe seven months, eight months. Somewhere between six months that. and five. Yeah. I'd imagine they can sit up by themselves. And you know what's fun? They keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep sitting up by themselves. Good times. Uh, did you, uh, has nobody seen your hair yet on the podcast? You've changed it? I had it. It was cut last week. You sure? Yeah. Right, okay. Sorry to disappoint you. Delete that clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what, too, we needed to talk about, because a lot of people have, uh, some people, one person, asked, um... About how we introduced the idea of ba- of a second of a baby to Winter, like how we told her that she was going to have a wee baby brother or sister, and how we made that integration easy, because people really struggle with that too. Like their second baby comes along, the first one feels put out and wants to throw stuff at the baby and whatever else. Um, one thing we did, and I I read this online, I remember looking up tips, is you buy them a present from the baby when it's born. Yeah, when it's born. Yeah, yeah. Although I gave Winter her present early and you were like, she's not going to know that's from the baby when it comes and then I had to buy her another one. But then she also, like, we bought her something for Christmas and it was too big for her, so we gave it to her again on her birthday and it was still too big, so, so we're we giving it, it to her away again for Christmas, for Christmas again. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Spoiler alert, it's a bike. <laughs> it's been too big for her for a year. I'm really annoyed because we went into the place to buy it and the guy measured her and measured the bike and was all, that's the size of bike she'll need. Like, do you want Louise, what, what do you call them? Like a the bike with no paddles Push on bike it. sort of thing. Yeah. And then that was last December. And she, she sat on the bike. And like I watched it happening in slow motion in our kitchen. She sat on the bike and just went, she just looked up and just went, <laughs> slow motion to the ground, just sort of falling. And then it's been crash because she was, her feet weren't touching the ground yeah. and there's no stabilizers on it. And it scared her, didn't it? it was like, that was her. She was like, never again. Yeah. So then, when her birthday came around in April, we got it back out. Still to wait for it. So hopefully, this is the Christmas. Yeah, she'll be getting that every year. Does she's eighteen? Does she grows into it? Yeah, someday. Yeah, someday. I think this Christmas is, is the Christmas. There was a question somebody asked us as well. I think it was about a week or two back, uh, like saying, like as if we're politicians, could we talk about childcare, childcare and the price of it and stuff over here, which is absolutely criminal because. In England, they get how many hours free a week childcare? The, it, the recent thing came in. Or something, is it? Or? No, it's like full. It's like thirty plus thirty hours maybe now. Whenever no, way. no, it is. It's only came in recently now for two to three year olds. We're moving. No, we're moving to England. Um. No. Well, do you not love Craig Evan? Um. The the yeah they get I don't know if you can just move over and they just I mean obviously we're not going to. But yeah, it's like two to three year olds get like 30 hours free childcare. So mad because then it's like four year olds are just abandoned mm. because then you're like not in school till you're five, really. Can you get it in a row? That'd be good fun, wouldn't it? What do you mean? 30 hours a week, just in a row. Like Monday morning, you drop them off and pick them up Wednesday afternoon. Oh, right. <laughs> in a row like That'd that. Be sweet, wouldn't Maybe. it? Maybe. I don't know if overnight. That's also terrible math. You'd be picking them up the next day. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. The next yeah. evening. <laughs> Drop them off and pick them up nine weeks later. Yeah. You'll be all, is that not 30? 30, 30, 30. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're You're all bottom of my leg for my accountant. <laughs> Take the 30 off next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but here you don't get, you do get, there, I think there is some childcare for like uh, lone parents or maybe a specific income or whatever, I think, but. Yeah, a large percentage of people have to pay an extortionate amount. Like, I think it's like, let me try and do the math, but about 60, roughly around £60 a day, mm. which for, for most people is the bulk of their wages. Like, there's a lot. Of, that's why the, I think this this isn't this. Fuck me. This is a whole podcast. I itself, think this it? system is built so that women don't go back to work. Disgusting. It is. It's patriarchy. Fucking is. Be quiet every second. <laughs> no, sugar. But that's what it is. It's mm. like they don't want. I know who the fuck is orchestrating this, but usually when one parent has to stay at home and the other one goes back to work, it's usually the mum stays at home because they're maybe breastfeeding or because they're recovering from birth. And men only get two weeks off, and you can't expect a woman to go back to work really, you know, and be away from their baby for nine, ten hours a day when their their baby's two weeks old. That's crazy because you they, they need to be around. You know, their mum or at least one of their parents so I think the system is built for women not to be able to go back to work to keep them at home do you know the 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 research has been done and I don't know the exact figures but pitting money into childcare a government it's been in the Scandinavian countries it's been uh, proven pitting money into childcare 
boosts extra money for the economy because women can go back to work, they earn money, which they then spend and put back into the economy. It's something like, you know, pitting for every eight pound put into childcare from the government, fifteen pound goes back into the economy. They it's an investment. If they put money into childcare, the country would benefit economically from that. But for some reason they don't and they know they can. They know that the, they they know it. The research has been done in other countries. So why? And in Are my they opinion, to bring down the birth rate or something, or what is the? Reasoning? I think they're trying to stop women go back to work because it, we still live in a patriarchal society, whether you want to believe it or not. They want to stop women entering the workforce, and also because women being at work. A lot of places find that a hindrance who are mothers because they're like, oh, do you need time to go pump? Are you going to have to leave if your child's sick? Do you have to leave and take your child to get their jags, to go to you know, the nativity show? Like they never assume a dad's going to leave work for any of those things, but they assume a mother is going to have to. Like there is lots of women who have went back to work after they've had a child, but felt completely unwelcome in the workplace because I need to pick my child up from school. Could I maybe do a half eight to half three and do flexi hours on a different day? Mm-hmm. And they, they they, they they don't and many women have been dismissed from their jobs because they're they're not they can't go back to work exactly the same way they did before so I think it's a way of keeping women from going back into the workforce so how do you change that I don't know I don't have all the answers I've got some of them but not all of them mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I suppose it's just about raising awareness of that because I think it's it goes unnoticed that most women aren't able to go back to work by default not by choice but by default and because it's it's just so expensive. Because how can you afford it? That's a full person's yeah. wages. If you have a child in daycare five days a week, you know, for the full month, that's a thousand pound a month. If you've got two kids in daycare, quick math, two grand a month. That's someone's wage. What about three kids? I can't go as far as three. So no. I can only think about the two we have. <laughs> but yeah, we know a lot of couples and they both work, but one of their wages just pays for childcare. And But then... So one of their wages just pays for childcare. And then you would ask, what's the point in going back to work? For your sanity, yeah, for your, for your social health. life, yeah. for your fulfillment, for your own satisfaction. Maybe you're good at your job. You know for what I mean? Fur. For a million things. Like it can't just be down to finances. And it usually is default that the woman stays at home. It's very unfair. And it needs to be something that's maybe, I don't know how, to, I don't know how that's fixed. But the government need to invest in childcare fees. And that will boost the economy. You heard it here first. What will we do with the extra money? Extra money goes back in the economy. What are we buying? Shoes. Cocktails. Tickets to the Elf in Belfast. Yeah, that's what you can buy with your extra money. And um, there's not that many tickets left, to be fair. I know, I know. We did release an extra week not that long ago, but uh, I think I think a lot of them are gone as well. Um, is there anything, do we need to wrap up? Uh, is there anything we need to... Um, no, just the last of the tickets for Elf and Belfast are right now. Um, oh, by the time this is out, actually. Yeah, my brand new show. Sorry, guys. Um, always flogging a show. This is actually something that's really special to me. I wrote a dark comedy, a one-woman show called Sunny Side Up that's uh, like I've taken inspiration from our own fertility journey and going through IVF. And it will be on for a few weeks next year in April in the very prestigious... Lyric Theatre in Belfast which has been my dream since I started acting was to do a show I've never performed on that stage and now I get to write and produce and star in my own woman show on that main stage and it's so 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 exciting and we're we're producing it through our own company Cheesy Grin and tickets are available now and it would mean the world to me if you're interested in the things that we've been talking about in this podcast this show's right up your street Yeah. so sunny side up at Lyric Elf in Belfast and the Grand Opera House have a great time